Hi, welcome to Bisexual Real Talk. My name is Alex Anders and I am a best-selling bisexual romance author. Bisexual Real Talk is a show where each week I talk about the latest developments, studies, and strides made by the bisexual community. Sometimes I'll talk about what's going right, other times I'll talk about what's going wrong. But always you'll feel empowered and like you found the place where you belong. And if this podcast ever sounds like a YouTube channel, that's because it is. You can always check out Bisexual Real Talk on YouTube and join the conversation in the comments section there. Until then, welcome to Bisexual Real Talk, and let's talk about bisexuality. Hi, I'm Alex Anders, and this is Bisexual Real Talk. Today I'm going to be talking about coming out versus being visible. What's the difference? It's a huge difference, and I think community is completely missing the difference, and it's so important. But before I get to that, I'm going to mention that at the end of this video, if you stick around, I will be including a four-minute sample of one of my latest audiobooks, Her Two Wishes. You will want to stick around if you are a fan of stories that involve two guys and a girl, sexy stories. If you love books with twists and turns, if you love books with strong female protagonists, and if you like, you know, fan fiction sort of stuff where you take classic characters and put them in sexy situations, that's her two wishes. But more about that at the end of the video. Until then, let's talk about this very important topic, which I think that, I don't, I don't know if there's anyone talking about this. So it's about time we did. So coming out versus being visible. First, what is coming out? Like, let's define these things so we can better talk about it. Coming out is you coming out of the closet, right? So what are you doing when you're doing this? You are revealing to someone sensitive information, right? Because you're not going to be coming out about the, the toothpaste you use. Like, you're not sensitive about that fact. Yeah, you use Colgate, you use Crest, you use whatever else. You just, you just say it because you're not sensitive about it. So what makes coming out coming out is that you are sensitive about this information and you are revealing the sensitive information. So that's coming out. What is being visible? Well, being visible is kind of like, some people think being visible is like a show of pride. I'm, you know, I'm proud of my bisexuality and I'm, and I'm being visible about it. Yes, that is one aspect of it. But I think at the heart of being visible, it is sharing of facts, right? Because you don't have to be proud, like, overly proud of your your sexuality in order to be visible that's just something that people tend to be when they are visible so at the heart of being visible it is just sharing of facts so on one hand we have revealing of sensitive information for coming out and on the other hand we have a uh, sharing of facts and i think i think the differences are huge and important because you can also phrase it this way. Coming out is about surviving, right? Because before you come out, you have all this pressure that you're under because you have this thing about yourself that you're hiding and you have to, make, you have to put in work to hide it um, and you're scared of what will happen if people find out. So there's all these things that are weighing you down and making, it, making your life harder. And when you come out, then you, you get to a sense of level. Like, oh my God, the, the weight has been removed from my shoulders and now maybe I can start to have like a normal life and, and kind of be who I am, right? So, so when you come out, it's the revealing 
of this stuff, which brings you to a level of survival. But the question is, is surviving enough? So let's say that you had a light option to survive in life. Like you had the option to have enough money to keep a roof over your head and enough money to eat. That's surviving. If you're not currently surviving, then that would seem like a great accomplishment. But let's say that you are surviving. Would you consider that to be enough? So in other words, would you not want to try new, be able to afford to try new foods or visit new places or have new experiences? Like, are you, are you really saying that it's enough just to survive when there are all these aspects of life that you could explore and you're not? Of course you wouldn't think that. So the question is, why is just coming out to a bisexual enough? Because that's what you're doing. You're just surviving. The good news is that beyond surviving, there's thriving, right? So there's going and seeing new places and having new experiences, like making the most out of life. And I think that is what bisexual, being bisexually visible is. And I'll show you a story to demonstrate. So recently, I decided to do an experiment. I wanted to date more bisexuals, so I figured how's the easiest way to meet bisexuals in the real world? Yeah, I could go to events. I've not had a ton of success going to bisexual events. I've had success, but not a ton of them. Um, but I thought, okay, well, let me broaden it out from the, the groups that I already belong to, since like, it's a limited, limited amount of people I can meet. Where could I do this? Well, I am a rock climber. I enjoy my rock climbing gym. And my rock climbing gym is very, very open to LGBT. Like on, on Pride Month in June, they have a special day where they have a special events and they offer beer and food. It's super cool. So the gym has a strong policy about supporting LGBT. They have things called queer crushes where you climb with other people who, you know, consider themselves queer. So I knew that if I wanted to be more visible and trying to attract bisexuals, A, there's a good chance that bisexuals are hanging at the gym, specifically female bisexuals, and B, um, this would be a safe space to do it in. So I decided to wear some of my shirts, my bisexual shirts, to the gym and see what happens. And the goal I was hoping would be to attract more bisexuals to me, specifically ones I can date. And I did this, I wore the shirts. Initially, I was really apprehensive about it because, you know, I'd never been, I'd never worn such, such, you know, level three, if you watched last week's video about, you know, bisexual scores, such level three um, bisexual stuff before. Because wearing a flag is one thing because only people in the know know what the flag is. So few people know what the bisexual flag is. But everyone knows what this word means. Everyone knows it. So, you know, I was apprehensive. And it was interesting. I remember the first time that, like, there were, there were people I were climbing with. You know, there's people I met there and we're at the same level. And we generally get along. So we started, you know, climbing together. And there was one time when I showed up and I was going to be climbing with one of these guys. And I'm walking there and I'm wearing my By What Authority t-shirt. Uh, and it's just in text. It's not like big and bold like this. It's just like small text going across, like stretching across the chest here. By what authority? So it's kind of small. And I'm walking into the gym and there's like this long like walkway where we walk through the cushions as we get to the back of the room. And he sees me and I'm walking up. And he's looking me in my eye, look, looking in the eye, looking in the eye. And then as soon as I'm in front of him, he says, by what authority? And I'm like, oh, wow. Somehow he managed to read my shirt even though he's looking in my eyes. And he really noticed the word by. 
And that was like he didn't just he wasn't just saying the words because later on he said he started telling a story to me about one of his parents who is not woke um, and specifically how how she responded to to to, to begay people. Um, and he said he was telling me this because I was wearing a bisexual T-shirt. So there's that. Now, going further with that is I met him and when I first met him, I thought maybe he was gay. And then I met his girlfriend and I thought, oh, he might be bisexual. So we continue to hang out and I'm hanging with his girlfriend like we'd climb together. And sometimes I would climb with his girlfriend. Sometimes I'd climb with him. But all the times I was wearing my bisexual T-shirt. So there was no question of what I am. Time goes on and we decide to do something outside of climbing and I'm talking to her and it turns out that she tells me a story like she doesn't identify as bisexual, but she tells me a story when she was in love with another girl. In which case I then explained to her that that is bisexuality. Would that have happened if I wasn't so visible about being bisexual? Because otherwise I would have had to come out to him, right? I would have had to specifically come out to him, choose a time when I would talk about something in my life that was bisexual related. I'd have to think about something that allowed me to enter that into the conversation. I would have to do it. But instead, had the shirt. He got it right away. He then start, felt open about talking about, you know, how that affected his life, his, how, you know, not woke his mother was. Um, that opened up that conversation. And also with his girlfriend, Later on, when he this is actually a conversation when he wasn't there, uh, she was telling me about being in love with this other girl, and would that have would she have felt open about it if I wasn't visible? Now it goes beyond it goes beyond that with this same person. So uh, later on, his girlfriend they end up breaking up, um, but later on I'm still hanging with him, and we all decide to go to a bar, and he invites his two best friends. And his two best friends, like I, they ask me what I do. I tell them I write bisexual romance and stuff like that. So I'm, again, I'm not wearing my shirt when I'm at the bar, but I'm being very vocal. And one of his friends is someone who's seen me multiple times at the gym and me wearing my bisexual clothing. So, you know, they're asking me, I'm being very open about being, you know, I'm being not necessarily visible, but I'm being open about being bisexual. And by the end of the night, I realized that even though these two best friends don't identify as the word bisexual, they are both attracted to guys. Like it was no question. There was zero question. They were talking about their attractions to guys to me by the end of the night. So once again, would I have been in that situation if I wasn't visible? Would I have found community with his girlfriend? Would I have found community with his two best friends? Would that have happened if I didn't initially start out by being visible? Probably not. So am I surviving or am I creating a community and thriving? I'm thriving. And I can tell you another experiment because so I get this shirt. This is a story how I created this shirt. So I'm climbing at the gym. I'm, I see this dude. I see, think this dude is flirting with me, this cute dude. Uh, we become friends, exchange numbers. We start climbing together. I decide I have to figure out whether this dude is bisexual. Um, so I mention I'm bisexual and he asks me, he says to me, after I, immediately after I said it, he says, you're bisexual? And I go, I'm famously bisexual. And he laughs. And I go, huh, well, you know what? I think that's going to, I think that's shirt worthy. So I ended up putting it on a shirt, famously bisexual. On the back part, you can't see it, but it's like it's the definition of famous. 
So you see the back, you see the front. I like this shirt. So um, jump forward. I don't wear this shirt at the gym very often because it's very in your face. But one day I decide that I'm going, like, I wore it a couple of times, but one day I decide that I'm going to test this shirt out in the wild. Like I want to broaden my experiment and see what it felt like to be so visible out in the wild, out in the public. And one of my friends invited me to a vegan food fair. So I'm like, vegans. Well, vegans are very open-minded, right? So if there's anywhere where I could wear this shirt and get away with it, it would be at a vegan fair. So I, I put on my shirt. I start driving down to the, to the fair, fair food fair. And as I'm driving, I get a text from uh, my friend saying, actually, we're meeting at a bar before we go over there. So meet us at the bar. And I'm like, uh, but, but I, but I, oh, okay, fine. Meet you at the bar. So I couldn't find any parking near the bar. And I end up parking like three blocks away. I park the car. I'm now walking down like Northern Hollywood, nor North Hollywood. Uh, and it's not exactly like a liberal place. Like all of California, all of LA County, that whole region is, is pretty open-minded, but it's not exactly LA or West Hollywood or anything. So I'm walking, wearing this big and bold shirt saying famously bisexual, walking down the sidewalk, trying not trying to get anyone's attention, just trying to get to the bar. And as I'm walking by, I see this guy who I assume is homeless sitting on the sidewalk or laying on the sidewalk, uh, sitting up, you know, leaning with his back against the, the building. And he has a dog. And I'm like, oh, geez, let me, let me just like put my head down and walk by. And I do that. I put my head down and walk by. And just as I pass him, I hear him say, hey, I like your shirt. And I look back and I just go, thank you. And I keep walking. And I'm like, did, did a homeless guy just compliment my famously bisexual t-shirt? Yeah, I think that just happened. I think that just happened. So I go from there. I go to the bar. We end up sitting at the bar for like an hour having mimosas on a Sunday morning. <sighs> Some decisions. But, you know, my friends basically don't say anything about the shirt. Uh, the bartender, no one in the, in the bar itself says anything about the shirt. But then we go from there to the vegan food fair. And I'm walking through, and at one point I'm ordering food, and I'm like standing up against the, like it's like a net separating the food people from the patrons. And I'm like standing right up to the net so the person could really see me. And the person inside who's serving, who's like getting my order and stuff, looks at me, the owner of the store, and says, looks at me and says, I really like your shirt. And I'm like, oh, having almost forgotten that I was wearing it, oh, oh, thank you. And then someone else at the food fair said the same thing. So in my experimentation to wear this very, you know, outly shirt in public, it was all positive. And so much so that by the end of the night, or the end of the day, I should say, at the festival, I started forgetting about it. I forgot that I was wearing this shirt. And my friend says, oh, so do you want to go do anything else? I'm like, yeah, let's go hang out some more. It's like, where do we go? And I, we start shooting off ideas and I go, okay, we decide to go to this big mall, Glendale Galleria, this huge mall, uh, like multiple, multiple, multiple block malls, kind of like an outdoor, outdoor mall. And um, we'd agree to meet there. So I'm driving there because we drove separately. And then as I'm driving there, I realize, wait, um, I'm wearing a shirt that says famously bisexual. We're going to the mall, like just the Glendale Mall. This is, wow. Okay, this is more than I thought, but oh, we're just going to do it. I'm bisexual. There's nothing wrong with it. So I'll, we're just going to go with this experiment. We'll just extend the experiment even further. 
So I go there and I park and, I, and I'm like, oh, well, she's 30 minutes behind me somehow, even though we left at the same time. I still don't know how. Anyway, I park. I decide to walk in the mall because it's hot outside and it's air conditioned inside. So I'm sitting on the couches in the, in the mall waiting for her. And there's a couple sitting straight across from me. And at one point, like they're looking around, looking around, and they look at me and they look down at my shirt. And I'm like, oh, they're eating my shirt. Oh, oh. But one of them just kind of like looks at my shirt and says nothing. The other one, the female, looks at my shirt, looks up at me and smiles. So I'm like, oh, okay, so that's, that's, that's not a big deal. So I meet my friend, we go from there, we walk around the mall a little bit. Then we cross the street to another section of the mall. We go into the Sony store and we decide to use the virtual, virtual like there's like a, almost like a ride in the Sony store. So we use that and basically you, you sit in this chair facing outwards, you put these virtual goggles on and you go on this ride. And there's a whole bunch of kids like waiting to get on the ride after me and they're all staring at me and I'm realizing, oh wait, all these people are staring at my shirt. They have to be like, cause, cause when I was watching, I was doing the same thing, staring at the person in the chair. So they're obviously seeing my shirt. They're obviously, you know, reading and stuff like that. I take it off and there's no response. It's just like, eh, okay, whatever. Like, it's like nothing. It's nothing. Cause it is nothing. And then later on, we decide to go to Shake Shack for a burger and I'm walking around. One person looks at me and smiles. And then there's this other guy who looks at me, looks down my shirt, reads it, looks up to me, goes like, like it gives me a little nod. So and then I went home. So that was my exper experimentation with being more visible. Nothing but very positive, uh, very positive experiences. This is thriving. This is a perfect example of thriving because now what, what did I get from all of this experimentation? I ended up with a larger community of bisexuals around me. I ended up with people reaffirming me as being bisexual. And I probably ended up feeling a little good about myself because I have to assume the people who compliment, complimented me, especially the woman behind the, in the food fair, and especially the dude who gave me the nod, that these people are bisexual and they're seeing me and being kind of affirmed because I'm wearing this. So I get the feeling of knowing that I've probably helped them feel even a little better about themselves. So these are all, this is an example of thriving. And I think with bisexual visibility or visibility in general, that there are like levels to, to what you can get from it. Because yeah, I think, you can, I think we all acknowledge that being visible comes with risk. Whether it's real risk or perceived risk, it's still risk. And how visible you are de determines how much risk you take and of course, there's no risk. The higher the risk, the higher the reward. And the great thing about the video I did last week where I talk about the, like the, the types of your visibility score and stuff like that, I think it's a great way of defining the risk and defining how much you could possibly get from being visible. Because you know, one of the levels or one of the categories of being visible is how you're visible and that, that kind of governs who understands it. So if you are hinting to being bisexual, no one's gonna get that, no one's gonna understand that. That's like very low risk and very low reward. Like you're not gonna get, if you aren't actually helping people to understand that you're bisexual, you aren't gonna get the compliments, you aren't gonna get the community, you aren't gonna get all the things you get, you know, the reward from thriving. 
if you are just implying that you're bisexual, then just the people in the know will understand it. So there's less of a likelihood that there's someone who's going to see and someone who's going to compliment you and stuff like that. Because let's be real, you enter a room of 100 people, let's say you're wearing bisexual flag, a flag shirt or something like that. You enter a room of 100 people, how many people are going to actually know what that flag is? Five of them? Five of 100 people? And even of those five people, there are certain people who are just not going to come up and talk to you because of whatever or not head nod you, whatever else. I would say one in 20 people will, if they know that you're wearing something bisexual, will say something. It's probably even less than that. It's probably like one in 50 or something like that. So otherwise, everyone's just going to like, you know, let you go about your life, which is probably a good thing. But if you're wearing like a bisexual flag t-shirt and you're in a room of 100 people and five people recognize what that is, the odds of one of those five people being one of the bold ones who's going to say something is low. So you have to like wait until you've seen like a thousand people. And then if a thousand people have seen it, then maybe one or two people might, might respond. So the odds of you having a great experience because you're wearing a bisexual flag t-shirt is there, but it's not very high. But if you're saying it, if you're wearing a shirt that says bisexual on it, if you're talking about being bisexual, that means that more people are seeing it. So only five of 100 people understand what a bisexual flag is, but 100 of 100 people, or maybe like 95 of 100 people, will understand you saying you're bisexual or you wearing a bisexual t-shirt. So that means that instead of it being like, you know, the one in 20 people who respond not being one of your five if you're wearing a bisexual flag t-shirt, now there's 100 or 90 people who understand what you're saying. And the odds of there being one in 20 in that group, there's probably like five people in that group who will acknowledge your bisexuality or knowledge what you're doing. And you have a higher chance of, you know, feeling of building community because of it and of feeling complimented because of it or helping other people because of it and feeling good about helping people because of it. So if you look at the scale from last week, it's all about how many people understand what you're doing. And the best way to get to thrive, to get mo all the reward and most of the reward from it is to take the highest risk. And the highest risk is to, instead of just hinting and implying, to say it in some way with t-shirts or whatever else, to do it not just in safe spaces, which will only have like a couple of people or protected spaces, which has more people, but they don't understand, you know, only a small percentage of those people understand what's going on. But in the wild where you're interacting, like you're, you're crossing the street with all these hundreds and thousands of people every day that you can increase the chances of, you know, having those positive experiences. And if you don't just do it on a rare occasion or regularly, but you do it all the time, the odds of you having these positive experiences go up tremendously. So there's a difference between just surviving and thriving. And if we as a community just focus on, okay, I came out, yay, I've done it, we're done, we're, we're, that's all we're doing, yay, I've made it to the top of the mountain by coming out, then you're really missing out on life. You're missing out on the glory of being who you are and being able to create a community around you or having a community around you by just stopping at coming out. And I think it's really important. I think that if, I think we could probably solve like the vast majority of the bisexual community's problems if more of us were willing to be visible. Because you gotta think about it, like me wearing my bisexual clothing at the gym, 
first of all, I know, like I see people looking at my shirt and I can see people who are clearly gay. Either they're bisexual or they're lesbian or, or gay male or something. I know there's something and I can see them looking at my shirt. I can see their hair, them processing stuff. And I can see people responding more to me because of, I, I don't know, people are very friendly at the gym, so it's really hard to tell. But I can say for 100% sure that conversations with my climbing friends would not have happened if not for me being so visible. So yeah, why just survive when you can thrive? What do you think? Have in the comment section below, if you have any stories where you were visible and because you were visible, you weren't just surviving, but something really positive happened because you're visible, I would love for you to share that in the comment section below because that way, everyone who's looking at the comment, um, looking at the comment section will see it and it might inspire more people to just experiment a little bit. If you go back and look at my video from last week, you'll see very clearly on ways you could possibly expand your visibility. Not in like a huge way, but you could do it incrementally, like do it, you know, how you do it, where you do it, when you do it. I break it down very detailed like in the last video. So please, if you have any stories about thriving, you can share in the comments section. And also you can like and subscribe to this video, of course. If you'd like, if you like what I'm doing on this channel and you'd like to help me continue doing stuff on this channel, you can, do that in the, you can do that by supporting this channel in multiple ways. You can support me on Patreon. Uh, one of the reward tiers on Patreon is us having a one-on-one -on -one conversation, you know, and we can talk about whatever you want, including you, how you're doing your bisexual journey. Uh, a lot of you guys live in places where you don't know other bisexuals, and that might be something you might want to do. So you can support me on Patreon. Uh, if you want to get support me, you can go and get your bisexual visibility merchandise, either... If you look, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see that there's a merch shelf under my videos that have like my t-shirts on it. I have bisexual socks and leggings that you can get from Teespring, which is also, there's a link in the description below. And there's lapel pins and stuff that you can get from Amazon. Everything is in the link. The link can be found in the description below. And also, if you can like support the channel, you can also check out my audiobooks. And the sample that will be coming up today is for her Two Wishes, MMF Bisexual Romance. So this is a takeoff of Aladdin. Uh, so this is actually more Jasmine's story than it is Aladdin, but it is an MMF Bisexual Romance between Aladdin, Jasmine, and the genie. And it is hot and steamy, so, you know, if that's the type of thing you're into. Uh, all of my books have, like, twists and turns in it. Like, that's what I'm known for, for those who know me as an author. Uh, and also, you know, strong female protagonists and sexy stuff. And it's not just based on Disney's Aladdin. It's actually based on the original Aladdin story. Um, so I can guarantee you that you have no clue where this story is going. But again, if you like to support the channel, please check out the, uh, the audiobook. There are links in the description below. If you're listening to the podcast, there are links in the description where you got the podcast from. Until next time, stay cool in my bisexual friends. Stay cooler. Bye. And check out the sample. And now, a sample of Her Two Wishes, an audiobook by me, Alex Anders. Then come and get it. That was what did it.
lured by her glistening nubile body, while he shot across the room onto the bed. But as soon as he ascended the mattress, the world around Jasmine changed, and standing in front of her instead was Aladdin. It took a moment for him to recognize what he was seeing, but when he did, his brilliant smile was replaced by surprise. Jasmine spotted Aladdin and didn't move. She was not embarrassed that Aladdin saw her like this. In fact, she wanted it. But soon she felt so vulnerable and tender under his gaze that she was compelled to speak. Is it okay that I look like this? Jasmine asked sincerely. Of course, Aladdin said, still not moving. You thought I was a boy when you first met me, Jasmine said, no longer thinking before she spoke. I didn't. You did. I know you did. And that's okay. Is it okay that underneath I look like this? Jasmine asked vulnerably. You're beautiful. Aladdin replied, speaking from his heart. Have you ever been with a girl before? No. Have you ever been with a boy? No, Jasmine said, refusing to count her dreams. Have you ever been with a boy? Aladdin's lips tightened. He couldn't get himself to speak. Instead, he shook his head, yes. Did you enjoy it? She asked, feeling herself become even more aroused. Aladdin shook his head, yes. Will you do to me what you did to them? Jasmine said, shaking like a leaf. Yes, Aladdin finally said before rocketing to the bed, stripping off his clothes as he moved. You've been listening to a sample from Her Two Wishes. A full audiobook can be obtained at iTunes, at Amazon, and at Audible, and the links are in the descriptions for the podcast. Enjoy! If you would like to support the podcast or just pick up some really cool bisexual merchandise, you can check out my bisexual romance audiobooks on iTunes, Audible, and Amazon. I write under the pen name A. Anders. You can also check out my bisexual-themed socks and t-shirts on Teespring and Amazon by searching them for the company name Bisexual Real Talk. But the links for everything are in the description of this podcast. Please support the channel and check it out. Until next time, stay cooler, my bisexual friend. Stay cooler. Bye.